Hi, I'm Dr. Barbara Byers. Welcome back. Today, I want to talk to you about an invitation God is issuing you to the secret place. I want to talk about the secret place. So imagine with me, you've just gotten married. You've been to the altar and exchanged your vows of commitment and fidelity. It's been wonderful. Then you've gone on a honeymoon and it was fun and intimate and now you're settling back at home. But you notice your spouse doesn't seem very interested in deep conversation. In fact, sometimes they withdraw and avoid. Sometimes they just don't engage when you try to engage them. They seem uh, more interested in their own interests than in the interest of the marriage. And they seem self-enclosed rather than open-hearted. And so you long for this. You long for the marriage to be what it's intended to be. And you want your spouse to have an open heart and deep friendship and intimacy and often deep conversation. Well, the Lord feels that way about us. And he longs for us. And sometimes we have come to the Lord with our commitment We've come to salvation. Yes, Jesus, um, come and enter my heart and be Lord of my life. And then we just have these occasional encounters with him. We don't talk to him all the time. We don't really pause to linger in the secret place. Just he and us together. Just that face-to-face -face encounter, that deep friendship. So, um, he's inviting us. He's inviting us again to consider the secret place and something that has been missing, not just an occasional connection, but a deep connection and a lingering with him in the holy place and I, I in the secret place. And I hope you're hungry for that. Maybe the Lord has been stoking that hunger. Maybe you have sensed that he is wooing and he's calling you and he's wanting that response. His love is always first, and then he asks us to receive that and respond, and it's very crucial that we that we do respond. Uh, Song of Solomon, the first chapter, she says, draw me after you, draw me after you, and I'll run. And so that's to be our prayer, Lord, if you draw me, I will run after you. And then she says, may he kiss me with the kisses of his lips. That's pretty intimate, but that's the picture of the bride and the bridegroom. And we're his beautiful bride. So everything starts from the secret place. Everything starts from that place of intimacy and connection. He is implanted his life within us, his spirit, and he wants to continue to implant his love and his words and his ideas and his deep friendship. And then we become pregnant with a thought or an idea or a new work or a nudge to, you know, give someone some encouragement or a revelation. And we can learn to come to him and to spend time in the secret place and give him our full attention and quiet the other voices that so sometimes are so loud and that distract us. We have an open invitation from the Lord to come to the secret place and to come just like we are. We don't have to beg for him to hear us. 
We don't have to beg for his attention. And when we come, we find the door is open because we come with one name that opens the door, and that's the name of Jesus. And we come even in our poverty and even in our brokenness, we come covered with his blood, and that's how he sees us, and that's why we can enter. The psalmist said, who can ascend to the hill of the Lord? You know, who is holy enough to go to this place? But you know that we are because of the blood of Jesus covering us, and that's how we can come. And he welcomes us. He welcomes us. It's not our performance. It's his wooing. It's his love first, and then our response to that. So it's sometimes very easy to ignore that drawing from the Lord or to just be a little bit cautious, you know, to watch and wait from a distance and um, to just think, you know, I, I can manage this. I don't have to step into intimacy. But any deep relationship is worth that time we spend in going fully engaged into deep intimacy with the Lord. And because he's relentlessly pursuing us, we can respond to that. Sometimes I think people feel like, well, you know, just be wasting time. But um, we're not wasting time. We don't have to be doing something. We're not wasting time to sit with the Lord. And it's never wasted when we're at his banqueting table with his banner over us of his love. So when we make it um, uh, our intent, a deliberate, intentional time and place to be with the Lord, we're really stoking the fires of our love and our intimacy and expecting him to encounter us. And here we can use our holy imagination to set ourselves before the Lord. Sometimes I just have a chair and I'll just, in my heart, in my imagination, I'll just see the Lord sitting with me. Sometimes I see him as Father. Sometimes I see him as the Lord Jesus. Sometimes uh, I pray out loud and I just reach my hand over. I know he's there. I not, may not feel anything, but I know he's there because I'm coming in childlike trust and dependence. And I'm being still and knowing that he is God. So what happens in the sacred, in the secret place? It is a sacred place. Uh, I want to mention five things. One is it's a place of renewal and nourishment for our soul. First John 4, 8 says that God is love. So it's a place where we are nourished with his love. We receive his love and he nourishes us by imparting his love to us. We believe he loves us and we let ourselves be loved. Have you ever loved someone and they didn't really let themselves be loved by you? Right. It feels like rejection. So we let ourselves be loved by the Lord. We receive from him. We believe he's present and willing to listen to us and willing to respond to us. First John 5, 14 and 15 says, this is our confidence that if we, um, that, that when we are praying and we are talking, he hears us. He is present with us and he answers. So this is a quote from an old book from the 30s called Great Souls at Prayer. Jesus took the fatherhood and loving thought of God for granted and he expected others so to do. When you pray, he said, going to your own room, shut the door and pray to your father. 
Prayer to Jesus was intimate, personal, and he would have it be so with us. Your father then, who sees what is in secret, will reward you. He rewards us for seeking him. And one of the wonderful rewards is he's bringing us fresh words to our soul. He's meeting us there. Uh, the second benefit is it's a place of real intimacy. Shared hearts, shared affection, shared secrets. And it's sacred and it's hidden. And it's a place of face-to-face -face friendship and encounter with the Lord. Again, a quote from Great Souls at Prayer. Jesus' prayers came warm, eager, passionate, throbbing, vital from the depths of his being. There is nothing artificial about them. He laid bare his own heart's needs to the Father. Simplicity, directness, childlike confidence must characterize the prayer of the one who knows and loves God as Father. So we can pray uh, like Song of Solomon, draw me and I will run after you. Um, that is, by the way, that is a, a passionate book if you, if you want your love for God stirred up. His life within us then is nourished as we meet with him. And we have this exchange of thought and idea, it's spirit to spirit, uh, his words, our words in exchange because we're after his heart, we're pursuing his presence and he is never gonna fail to meet us. Psalm 42, one says, as the deer pants after the water brooks, so long, so pants, so yearns my soul after you, O oh God. That's how we can come. And Isaiah 26, 9 says, My soul yearns for you in the night. Yes, my spirit within me seeks you constantly. We seek him and he meets us. And, and then we see his beauty and we're, we're awed. We're just awed at who he really is, his love and his presence. And then we start experiencing the truth of Ephesians 3 and begin to know how broad and deep and high and wide his love is for us. The third thing is, it's a place of identity. I'm his child, and I know I'm his child, and I know what my identity is. When we forget whose we are, we forget who we are. But he tells us the truth in the secret place. He tells us the truth about who we are. And, and any lies we've been believing that need uprooting, I often hear him say to me, Barbara, you are mine. And that does something to my heart. It settles me, I feel loved, I feel so secure. So that's identity and that's security. Spending time with him, we begin to see ourselves as he sees us. And we hear what he's saying to us about ourselves. We can recognize that he dwells within us, he dwells with us and we abide with him, and our identity is fully immersed in him, even as he is immersed in us. The fourth thing is it's a place of safety. It's a place of sheltering. Psalm 91 talks about God being our shelter, abiding under his wings. He, his, he's our rescuer. He's our deliverer, the one who covers us with his pinions. And this should really stimulate our desire even more uh, to, to know him because of that security, how safe we are with him. Psalm 71.3 says, Be to me 
a rock of habitation to which I may continually come. We can come and we can rest quietly in his presence. And the fifth thing is, in the secret place, we're more deeply rooted in the Lord Jesus. You know, we get so busy and in our busyness, we don't need less time with him. We need more time with him. Jesus did this and he saw what his father was doing. And so in the secret place, we can be more firmly planted in him because he's the very source of our life. And we have that privilege of coming in his name, coming in his blood. Uh, Francis de Sales wrote a book in 1610 called The Art of Loving God, and he has a chapter called Simply Love God, and I'm quoting from that. When we say that we, not, we cannot find God and that he seems so far away, we mean only that we cannot feel his presence. I have before observed that many people do not distinguish between God and the feeling of God between faith and the feeling of faith. It seems to them that when they do not feel God, they are not in his presence, which is a mistake. <laughs> 1610, he wrote that. So by faith we come, by faith we enter in, by faith we believe he wants to meet with us because he said he does and that he will encounter us in that place of intimacy. By faith we listen and we become pregnant with the things that he gives us. And by faith we linger and we tarry with the Lord and we invite even more and then we long for even more. You know, if you fall in love, you long to be with the one you love. And the more you're with them, the more you want to be with them. And he feels that way about us. So he wants us to press into the secret place and speak to us and be of good courage. You know, that even when it's not replete with a lot of feelings, that we have met with him and that he is investing in us. And there is this beautiful exchange of face-to-face -face friendship. So I, I bless you today and I encourage you to linger in the secret place and to seek the Lord with all of your heart. Thank you for listening.